Welcome to the High Frequency Females podcast. I'm Tiana Walker and I want to thank you for tuning in and as always thank you for taking the time for yourself. If you're here on this journey with us it's because you want to raise your vibration and live the life you want and the life that you deserve. With that in mind it means we all need to heal, face our shadow selves and educate ourselves so we can become the people we've always wanted to be. This podcast is a collaboration of inspiring and empowering women and human beings who will help us along in our journey. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect because I'm on this journey with you and I'm going to keep it real as I know I'll screw things up along the way with you. And hey, we're all human, right? Well, I guess we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, but hey, that's woo-woo for you. This space is completely free of judgment and is full of acceptance and healing. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and enjoy the High Frequency Females podcast. Hello, all you high frequency females and human beings. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and thank you for making the time for yourself. Now, I have the most amazing guest. I recorded a few hours ago and I am still pumped. This guest is a bloody amazing human being. Her name is Tara Swan and she is an emotional empowerment coach. We discuss all things anxiety, you know, where it came up in her life, how she dealt with it and where she is now. We also dive into that link between, you know, what you fuel your body with, whether that's food, drinks, alcohol, drugs, and how that affects your body and that link between the gut and the brain. We dive in to feeling our feels and not feeling guilty for being bloody human and feeling those natural emotions we go through in life. Because quite frankly, we're told as women and some human beings as well and not just uh, females we're told you know to be kind and to be quiet and to be the helper and almost minimizing the way we feel and we shut down which in turns creates adults that we are that have like we can't regulate our emotions we feel guilty for how we feel so to work through that is extremely important now I hope you enjoy today's episode and you get something from it because it meant so much to me and I know for some of you it's going to resonate some others not so much but it's probably good that you listen anyway because I know that if you don't suffer from anxiety I can 100% put my life on it that someone around you does so enjoy Hello, Tara. How are you this fine morning? I'm good. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you on because I think what you coach and what you talk about is exactly my life, especially, you know, through anxiety and just overall health um, and feeling those feels. So let's I just want to speak to you directly um, and forget about the listeners for a second, but 
You are a truly incredible human being and what you put out into the world is just so beautiful. You add so much value and you've added so much value after me binging all of your podcasts that you've been on, all of your social media, and you've definitely changed me as a human being. So thank you for that. Wow, thank you so much. That's so sweet. So let's jump into anxiety and where you found yourself in a time, you know, where you were at your lowest. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had many ups and downs (laughs) with my anxiety, but basically I struggled with chronic anxiety and depression for most of my life, like from about 12 to 31 and I'm 34 now, right? So the last three years of my life have been massive, huge transformational period. But um, basically, yeah, I possibly I possibly even struggled with anxiety younger than 12, but I don't quite know. Um, I got to a point when I was about 23 years old when I had multiple physical health issues and I went to see so many different doctors. None of them could really help me. I, you know, I had my autoimmune had flared up. My psoriasis had flared up. I had asthma. I had IBS. I had like candida. I had anxiety and depression. I had all of these things. And so I remember sort of being in my bed. I didn't want to leave my dark room. I just felt awful. Um, My thoughts were horrible and I'd been to so many doctors, they all just wanted to give me different Band-Aid fixes for everything. Um, And I just ended up being like, this can't be it. And I was fed up. So I ended up starting to do my own research and actually ended up healing my physical body with whole food nutrition. And that was kind of a turning point for me because I was like, why aren't we taught this? Why aren't we taught what real health is? And that's where my passion for health stemmed from. So I knew I wanted to study further into health, Um, but I still struggled with chronic anxiety and depression for another eight years following that point. And so, like, every every time something would come up, I'd kind of be like, "Mm, it's not quite right. Like, I'd still, like, I'm so comfortable in my little comfort zone, not that I was comfortable. (laughs) And I got to a point where I was 31, right, or, yeah, 31, and I just had my second baby, Milo, and he was about so had my second baby milo it was winter it was really cold outside i had a newborn and i was like this is the perfect excuse to not leave my house and i did i used it as an excuse to not leave my house and it wasn't because i had a baby it wasn't because it was cold outside it was because i just didn't want to see people i had a massive fear around speaking i didn't want to go out and be out in the world i didn't want to be seen um i just want to stay in my four walls but a friend came to me and with this opportunity to join a holistic health program, knowing that I was passionate about health. To me, then health was just like what we ate and how we moved our bodies, which is so far from the truth. Health has so many different aspects. But when I looked at it, I was like, wow, this really aligns with me. My anxiety was saying like, what are you doing? Stay where you are. Like you don't want to move. But I also would look at my two boys who were, two and seven weeks old at the time and I'd be like if I don't change something then their lives are going to look like this they're going to be stuck in these four walls they're going to pick up on my fear like you know I am limiting them 
by limiting myself. So I was like, you know what, something has to change because something has to change here. So I said yes to this opportunity and that's when I really started getting into my personal development work. And I didn't realise how much business at the time would be more of a personal development journey than anything else. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful to be put in the position where I had to improve my own inner world to be able to help other people. Like there's no way that I could do that, do what I was doing, be a coach without actually embodying all of those practices myself. So um, my physical health improved just by doing my own mindset work. I was more motivated to eat better, even though I wasn't eating too poorly at the time. I just like I wanted to eat better as well. Within a couple of months, like my physical health improved, my anxiety improved. And then I was like, okay, I need to keep going with this. And over the last three years, I've evolved, like my coaching has evolved from like guiding people through a holistic health program to becoming a qualified health coach um, to then mindset coaching and now into emotional empowerment work. And the reason I've gone into mindset first of all was because that drastically improved my mental health but emotional empowerment or releasing emotions is where my biggest transformation took place and what I've come to realize is that anxiety to me is a suppression of emotions anxiety and depression is just a suppression of emotions but we're not taught right? We're not taught as children, we're not taught growing up how to actually process our emotions. We're taught to deal with them on our own or we're taught to stop crying, to toughen up, to just get on with it. Um, You know, we're taught so many things and subconsciously we are programmed to not feel our emotions, to just push them down. And we seek things external to us to actually do that, like alcohol, like drugs, like, you know, partying like any other addiction so as well to me like I've struggled with addiction and that as well as just a suppression of emotion um but we're not taught how to actually process it so we don't feel safe as adults to do that and therefore we unconsciously push down our emotions and reach for these things and then anxiety is just a constant suppression of those emotions and When I started to release emotion, when I actually started to drop into my body and release that emotional energy, I realized that all of my anxiety had stemmed from a suppression of emotion from basically dating back to my childhood, which is why I struggled with it from such an early age. Um, So, yeah, I think the, the biggest, like, wow moment for me was when I, again, in the early days of my business a couple of years ago, I announced that I was going to hold, (coughs) sorry, announced that I was going to hold a free live training. And I remember as soon as I announced it, I had this wave of anxiety come over me and I was like pacing my house. It's like, what the hell have I just said to people? Like, I can't speak to people. I've got a massive fear around speaking. I cannot show up and hold a live training. Like, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I look stupid? Um, And all of these thoughts were racing around my mind. So I was really thankful at the time I was working with a coach and I jumped on message, like I went messages to her, told her what was going on. And she's, I'll never forget that she just said, 
Your thoughts are attached to feelings. If you release the feelings, your thoughts will disappear as a byproduct. And so I simply went and sat with my anxiety for the first time in my life, instead of like running around trying to figure it out and control it in my mind, just left me like spinning my wheels and feeling more out of control. I went and sat with it and like actually felt into my body and I could literally feel where that emotional energy was being stored in my body. And as I dropped into my body, I sat with it and I could feel it release from me. I could physically feel it move through me. And as soon as I released it, I had clarity on where that anxiety had stemmed from in the first place. And it wasn't the live training. It wasn't anything else. It was, it had stemmed from my childhood and it had stemmed from my sister actually like teasing me as a kid. Like I love my sister so much. We've got a beautiful relationship. But as a, as a, as a kid, she would criticize me or like challenge everything I said. And from that, I had the belief, I formed the subconscious belief that I was stupid, that I didn't know enough or that I, you know, um, wasn't good enough. And so I had these emotions buried inside me of inadequacy and worthlessness and shame um and so when I released all those emotions it just it was the most freeing thing I was able to show up to that free training then with absolute confidence like I had no fear around it at all so in that one moment just by releasing emotions I was free from that fear of speaking and I was like wow this is this is everything this is what's been holding me back my entire life And as I've delved into it, I've had so many instances now where it has freed me more and more, especially in relationships. Like I've I've discovered so much in relationships because relationships are our biggest mirrors, right? Like they show us where our insecurities insecurities lie, where our fears are, um, and they're just a reflection for us. So every trigger that comes up now, I'm like, yes, I'm being triggered again. I've got an opportunity to release more stuff and heal from more stuff now and release more emotions. And it's just become the most empowering work, which is like why I love to call it emotional empowerment. So it's not just releasing emotions, but it's um, like neutralizing emotions. If you've got a fear around something that's happening in your near future, it's, um releasing insecurity so you can actually show up in your relationships more empowered with more clarity more confidence um and that's all relationships you can show up in your business better if you've got a business like there's so many it it affects every aspect of your life right um but as well like it's influencing your emotions as well because your emotions are energy they're just energy so when you can actually influence your emotions you can upgrade your frequency and actually attract more in your life as well so yeah that's why I love to call it emotional empowerment because you truly are empowered when you can understand your emotions and use them to your advantage basically well that's powerful I you I was just so hypnotized with what you're saying I'm just like nodding along I'm like yes yes incredible and I guess not everyone you know suffers from anxiety or copes with anxiety but we all know someone that has anxiety and it can be quite difficult and I know for myself you feel so alone almost in that anxiety because sometimes it's quite difficult to 
express how you feel to someone when you don't fully understand how you feel yourself. Do you ever or have you ever had a time in your life where you couldn't express those feelings? Um, yeah, like my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I've never been a, I shouldn't say that. In the past, I had never been able to fully express myself. <clears throat> And I, and I felt really alone in my anxiety. Like, and I guess as well, like we weren't, we didn't talk about it much when I was growing up. Like I honestly thought it was just me suffering from it or very few people, but I didn't realize how many of us there are. And yeah, I definitely felt really alone. Like I would stand there in front of the mirror saying, what's wrong with me? Like, you're crazy. No one understands you. Um, all of these thoughts going through my mind and yeah I mean where was I going with that I know for myself uh, and my partner he suffers from anxiety as well but a very different forms his is more of a social anxiety where mine is driven by food and nutrition and that sort of thing. So I know if I've had a really terrible week with what I've eaten or if I've had any alcohol, it affects me for like a week afterwards as well as whatever my menstrual cycle is as well really affects that for women as well. So I know that I have my triggers of what they are and trying to heal my body through nutrition has helped a lot. But for me, my coping mechanism, and we spoke about this before, is because it's easy for me to recognize it and reset and learn. And I guess it's my form of release and everyone's release is going to be different. Mine is going into the room for five minutes and just watching Friends. <laughs> I sit there. It sort of gets me out of my head a little bit. I then reset and think, okay, how do I feel? Why? How, like, what has set me off? What has triggered me? How can I heal? Yeah. Friends is awesome. (laughs) It it is. And I guess with your clients that you have, do they heal very differently? Do they release differently? And what is the common occurrence within your clients? Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, like you said, everyone is different. So like your thing is going in just sitting for five minutes and you're basically breaking the pattern. So like you could sit there with all those thoughts in your mind and it might just make you feel a little bit crazy or might make you like you're creating that whirlwind in your mind. Sometimes you just need that pattern break. And so you can go and sit there and break the pattern by watching friends for five minutes, but then you can actually drop into your body. So it's like some people can't go from all of these thoughts in their mind to dropping into their body that quickly. Um, So sometimes it's good to have that thing, like you said, um, And food, yeah, food is massive, definitely affects food and alcohol, coffee, like all of it affects your anxiety because your gut and your mind are directly connected, right? So when you're eating really processed foods or sugary foods or highly acidic foods, alcohol, um, that affects the microbiome in your gut, which then sends the, this is a really basic way of explaining it, but like sends different chemical messages to your brain um, of like, you know, you feel drained or you feel overwhelmed, you stress like that sends all these different chemical messages to your brain. When you're nourishing your body and eating high alkaline foods, um, drinking a lot of water, you know, consuming less alcohol, less coffee, 
you're creating balance in the microbiome in your gut and that then sends chemical messages to your brain of like feeling uplifted and powerful and like positive. So what you feed your body is so, so important. Um, but for my clients, I guess it's, yeah, it's different for all of them. So like you said, your partner, he struggles with social anxiety. So like if that was one of my clients, I would encourage them to go and neutralize their emotions by sitting with the fear that they have around going to that social event and finding out what the emotion is behind that fear because behind every fear there is an emotion. So like let's say you're afraid of going to um, this social event. It might be because you fear that you'll say the wrong thing or that you'll like run into people that you don't really want to see or, yeah, there's so many reasons, right? But behind that it could just be the emotion of inadequacy or not feeling good enough or not feeling like you're perfect. And when you can actually sit with that emotion, feel it out, so whether you need to cry or get angry or whatever it is, if you can feel it out, you can actually show up to that event more confident in a more empowered state. But when you're still holding on to that emotion that is behind that fear, that fear is going to linger. That's going to keep happening. So every client is different. Um, there are different, definitely different ways and different things that can help with your anxiety. Like we said, food, alcohol. Um, I was the same as you. Like if I, if I went out and had a few drinks, it would take a few days for me to get back into the right headspace. Um, but as well, like if that's the case, being okay with that, like knowing that that's, what's happening over the next few days you can be like this is just because I drank there's nothing wrong and you can kind of calm yourself down um breathing like deep breathing obviously really helps and yeah like every client's different so it's about really finding out what works for them and there are different ways to release emotions as well so it's not sometimes it's not as simple as just sitting with it sometimes we need breath work or sometimes we need movement like dancing but, yeah, different things work for different people and different things have worked for me in different situations as well. So sometimes it's not even about what works for one person but what works for that particular situation for that person. Um, and it's just about working with them through that, yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy how the body and what we consume really affects us mentally and how yep. that connection of gut and health really changes the way your body works. And I was listening to another podcast which you were on and it was about IBS. Yeah. And it just blew my mind and I never thought about it like that because I know this is probably too much information, but <laughs> when I am anxious, that's wrecks, like it just destroys my digestive system where I go from one extreme without going to the toilet for days and then going like four times a day. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, like it's just crazy. What are your thoughts on that link? Yeah. I mean, this is probably an overshare as well, but like my IBS was opposite. Like I would contract and I could not go to the toilet for weeks, wow. like literally weeks. And it was horrible. This was when I was 23. Um. So, I mean, I don't, I think I remember talking about that on the podcast, on the other podcast, but I don't remember exactly what it said, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. So our, 
everything is connected, right? Absolutely everything is connected. So when we're stressed and anxious, it can definitely affect our digestive system and as well, like our digestive system affects our mindset. So it's like this downward spiral if we're not working on both our body and our mind at the same time, we can we can um like just create, yeah, create that downward spiral for ourselves. It's really important to work on both at the same time. Um where was I going with that now? <laughs> <laughs> the connection with um, you know, IBS and how you can have like chronic even illnesses are developed from anxiety. Yes. So that's, yeah, that's the other thing. That's how emotions can show up, not just in anxiety and depression, but as well in our physical health. So like IBS is definitely a huge one. Um, my autoimmune psoriasis, that isn't, that's emotional. That's related to my emotions. So I didn't really make the, make the connection, but I noticed that my psoriasis would flare up. And when I say flare up, like literally covered 90% of my body from my neck down, mm. all over my hands, all over my feet, all over my legs, like my whole body. I, the only place it didn't touch was like my face, basically. Like it was all through my scalp and everywhere. It was horrible because it was at a point where it was so itchy, like I would be making myself bleed. I'd be in the shower and it, it just, I'd just be bleeding, you know. It was horrible. Um, but that was, it would flare up every time I would go through a difficult situation. I, every time I would go through a separation, like from a relationship. Um, and I realized just in the past couple of years that by releasing emotions, that has actually disappeared as well. Like I've only got one or two spots of psoriasis now and it hasn't flared up for a couple of years since I've been releasing emotions and it's powerful, right? Because we don't make the connection like with any autoimmune, we don't make the connection between our emotional body and our physical health. And that is probably, that to me is like the missing link. Like we, we, all I was ever prescribed for my psoriasis was like topical creams and like these, um, Method, methotrexate which is like a cancer medication which in small doses helps with autoimmune and skin conditions and it's a horrible drug and yeah if I'd known what I'd known back then I would have been releasing emotions years ago but we, like we said at the start like we're not taught how to do that and it was simply if I had known after every separation that like I could sit with those emotions. I could grieve safely. I could like be angry safely. I would be able to release that so much easier and I wouldn't have flare-ups. Like I literally, I went through another breakup six weeks ago and I have not had any flare-ups because I've got the tools now to be able to move through my emotions. And I've been doing it basically daily, like dance movements, breath work, um, and crying things out, like having rage sessions. Like I, I, the last few days I've had, last week probably, I've had morning rage sessions where I'm like, I'm like throwing pillows on the ground, hitting my couch, screaming into a pillow. Like, and, it's, and it feels so good because anger is something that I've suppressed for a really long time. And I actually put a post up about this yesterday because 
we're taught not to be angry as women, right? Like, especially as women, like you don't show anger. You don't have an attitude. You don't, like, you just sit there, you be nice, you show up respectfully, like you don't show these emotions. Um, And so my anger was suppressed for so many years. And being able to free that and like just rewild and just be in that that emotion has felt so liberating. And it's so powerful because I've been able to move through all of the emotions from this breakup. I've been able to grieve and feel really good in my grieving, knowing that it's leading to more a more empowered place. And because I've been able to release all those emotions, I feel really good. Like, I've had a couple of down days, but I've been able to move through them. I do not, you know, after a breakup, sometimes we get stuck in that wave for weeks where we're just crying every day and we feel awful and we're like, what are we going to do now? Like our lives are falling apart. But when you know how to process your emotions and you know how to move through that, you're free. Like I've been able to let it go and so has my body. My body has showed me that I've been able to let it go by not having another huge flare up, you know, so it's it's massive. And I love how you put that of being able to almost like regulate your emotions. And I guess, and what you said was perfect. As women, we were never uh, told that we could express ourselves with anger. We always had to be kind and pleasant and helpful and blah, blah, blah. We're in a different world. We run the world, obviously. <laughs> but that goes back to feeling those feels, and yeah. not feeling guilty for feeling the way we do and mm-hmm. how we sit because I sure as hell, I'm just lucky my parents and my mum and I've just grown up with extremely strong women that I was able to express myself however the hell I wanted. But I see it in others where they're so suppressed of, and I'm like, get angry. you know get it out and just shaking them so I think it is so important that we educate women today to feel their feels yeah oh my god that's amazing that you grew up with like empowered women in your life see I was kind of the opposite I watched my mum my mum is so strong she's strong within she has she raised four kids almost basically on her own um but she put up with a lot. She put up with a lot from my dad. Like I love my dad too. I love my parents. But um, she was not that empowered woman. And I picked up on that too. Like I was never that empowered woman. I was taught, you know, not purposely, but I didn't know how to process my emotions. And that's where my anxiety stemmed from. That's where my autoimmune stemmed from. That's where all of my health issues stemmed from and my depression, you know, all of it because I just did not know how to process my emotions um, and I was taught to deal with it alone. So, yeah, I think, like, we live in a world where we have this good girl conditioning, like, like you be respectful, you apologise, you, you show up for everyone else first, you make sure you fit into the societal norms, like you follow this path, you do this thing, but don't do it too loudly because then you won't be accepted and you won't be liked. But it's like, no, like we don't need to live like that anymore. Our true, like to be really strong in our feminine, um, yeah, like we soften back into our feminine, but at the same time 
we need to be able to express ourselves or we can't fully show up as ourselves because when we've got these emotions that are suppressed in our body, we're showing up as like, oh, so tense, like I can't say this because what if they don't like me and I can't do this because, you know, what if this happens or I've got this fear? All of that is suppressed emotions. If we can just like, ah, let it out, (laughs) you know, like free ourselves from that, we can be who we truly are and that is the only way you find your confidence is by coming back to who you are at a core level underneath all of that bullshit good girl conditioning like, yeah. You no. Know? Yeah, my mum, she's bloody incredible. Probably too strong for her own good sometimes because <laughs> she's like, she's probably like, how? Why did I raise my daughter to be an opinionated bitch now? <laughs> but I grew up like, if someone bumped into me, I'd be like, oh, sorry, and my mum would be like, don't you say sorry. <laughs> They bumped into you. So I grew up with that and it's almost flipped the other way around where in relationships that I was so strong and so selfish of what I'd want, I've almost forgotten that when you are in relationship that it's a mutual exchange of energy. And so I was very selfish where I was take, take, take that luckily it's taken me a few relationships to now that I'm in my, like with my partner, Justin, and he's taught me, I can still be that strong, amazing, incredible woman that I am, but I have to also respect his space, respect his feelings at the same time. And it's been in probably like maybe we've been together eight years And it's probably been in the last five that it's coming to a space that I'm upset because I feel, I have to say, I feel how, yeah. And I think instead of I'm angry, say I feel angry because has really helped me be able to communicate a little bit better instead of just being rage, if that makes sense. Yeah, relationships are our biggest mirrors, right? Like they, they teach us so much. They teach us so much and it's that exchange of energy and it's about finding that balance too, right? Like you don't want to be that like, you know, it's all about me or it's like you've got to show up for me, but it's it's being able to soften back when you need to but also be in your power when you need to. Um, but, yeah, I think as well, like you said, don't say, like you don't say I'm angry. I feel this way because it's like when you say I'm angry or I'm upset or I'm sad. It's like you're identifying with that emotion, like it is who you are, but it's not true. Like by saying I feel this way, it's like, okay, only a part of me feels this way. And I was saying this about anxiety the other day as well. Um, Like if you say I have anxiety or I am anxious, it's like that's your whole identity. Like I am that person, but it's not true. A part of you feels anxious your true identity is that of love and vitality and trust and like um, health, you know, that is, and happiness, that is your true identity. So it's like if you feel anxious or if you feel angry or any of those emotions, instead of saying I am this, I say I feel this way or a part of me feels this way and then you're not basically allowing it to be all of who you are and you can show up from your higher self and bring up the conversation if you need to with someone 
being like a part of you feel this feels this way because and you're speaking from your higher self you're not speaking from that part of you that feels rage or that feels anxious you know yeah amazing so what you offer is something truly incredible you offer a free master class <laughs> like how incredible is that who the hell offers that now after this you'll probably charge us so jump on now onto our website to go see her free masterclass. but what can your clients expect from you as this incredible coach yeah i mean i've actually been thinking the last few days that i'm going to bring out something new and i'm like I'm still kind of working out what I want to include in it, but it's about basically becoming that woman, becoming that woman that you desire to be and becoming emotionally empowered. And it's going to be like based solely on that. Like I've got another program that runs through everything that goes from like the basics all the way through to manifesting, the basics of like connecting to your values all the way through to manifesting. That is a beautiful program and I love it. Um, but this one specifically, I'm thinking I'm going to create it just about emotions and just about becoming that woman, you know. So stay tuned and watch, like, stay on my Instagram and check it out because I'm going to be creating that really soon. So I'm super excited. But, yeah, my clients, just by working with me, what I really am passionate about is just helping them come back to their truth what is really true for them underneath the layers of conditioning that we're brought up with, which includes not being in touch with your emotions. It includes those early experiences that you had that have formed beliefs around who you are and your relationship with other people, changing those beliefs so that you can create new because what you believe is what you receive, right? So if you can shift your subconscious beliefs, you can actually create an entire new reality. So, yeah, I love teaching my clients to come back to themselves, like find out what they what is really true for them underneath the layers of conditioning, Sh- change their subconscious because what is going on in your subconscious dictates 95% of your behaviour and your subconscious is formed mostly between the ages of zero and seven. So reconnecting to that, finding out what is going on in your subconscious because that is where the real change lies. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, you hear from a lot of people like practice gratitude, meditate, you know, journal, do all those things. But the reason those things don't work for a lot of people is because, first of all, they're not taught how to use it properly. They're not taught how to truly connect to emotion in it. And if it's not in harmony with their subconscious, just like affirmations, if you don't believe it, they're not going to work. If it's not in harmony with what's going on in your subconscious, it's not going to work. So I really love to delve deep with my clients so that they are able to shift their beliefs, shift their subconscious so that all of those practices become fucking powerful, like they become so powerful. And then teaching them different like ways to release emotions, different ways to step into their power that truly align with them and just to become like that woman that they've always wanted to be. So there are so many ways that I do that, but that is the basis of it, becoming confident. You know, confidence is your willingness to be exactly who you are. And to be who you are, you have to shed all of the beliefs of who you think you should be. So, yeah, that's basically what I help my clients with, like, in a nutshell. I love that. Absolutely love that. So if you could tell your younger self one thing, 
what would it be? Hmm. I would tell her that she's not alone. Yeah. Because she always felt so alone. And that this is all showing up for a purpose. Like it's all there for her. And it is leading you to a life beyond anything you could have ever imagined. Yeah. Amazing. And as a mum, what would you love to share with your boys? Oh, there are so many things. There are so many things. I just want them to know that they can be, do and have anything that they want in their life and that I'm there to support them 100% all the way through because that was something I kind of lacked growing up as well. Like I always loved writing and I wanted to study more into writing, but my dad wanted me to go and work in business. So I constantly studied business, like studied accounting. Like I, but that never truly lit me up. So I want to be that for my boys. I want to be like, if that's what you're passionate about, I've got you, you know, this is what you need to do because I do think that a lot of our, like happiness, our happiness is being who we are, right, and holding ourselves. And I just want to teach them that if they are following their true purpose, their passion, they're going to be happy and just following their own hearts. So I'm trying to teach them that now, but I'm also working through the work myself to be able to do that. So it's like, yeah, it's a process. I think we sometimes forget so much that even though we're healing ourselves, we're actually teaching those younger generations. Whether we have kids or not, it also comes in the form of who we work with, who, you know, our nieces, our nephews, you know, even our friends. We have such an impact on on the people around us. We're teachers even though we're learning ourselves. So yeah. I think that is so beautiful of what you want to do for your sons and who you are as a human being because you've definitely impacted my life. <laughs> so I love that. Thank you. I love that so much. And it's it's so funny the world we live in and how we can so easily access people because, you know, we're both in Australia but on different coasts. I'm on the East Coast, you're on the West Coast and different time zones and to be able to connect with like-minded people, it just lights my world up. It really does. And I don't know if it's the same for you because you get to connect with so many people, probably nationally and internationally. Do you work with people internationally? Yeah, I do. I mean, that's the beauty of being able to work online now, right? Is we're able to connect with people all over the world. And that lights me up as well. Like, I love that. I've got so many soul sisters that I've met on like Instagram that I've never met. And I'm like, oh, one day I'm going to meet all these people. <laughs> like, that'd be my goal at some point. Yeah, that, I'm exactly the same. Through this podcast, I've met so many people through the States and the UK and all over Australia. And I just, I've like everything I see on social media, like they're having a party and it's like, I want to be there. I've got FOMO. <laughs> I, it's because you've created this real connection that is, it's quite deep because you're talking about stuff that resonates with your soul and your heart. So, and as a coach myself and you're a coach, you know, being able to find people that are like-minded and people that resonate with you. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is you have to find a coach that resonates with your soul 
try the right fit and you've worked with coaches yourself yeah yeah and now and you have to find someone that fits within you too yeah and I follow quite a few coaches on Instagram and some I've unfollowed some I don't resonate with at all and I'm like I would never work with that person because it doesn't like it just doesn't seem aligned not saying that they're a bad coach but they just don't resonate with me and it is truly about finding one that resonates with you so that what they actually teach you is just amplifying you. It is just like bringing you to that higher level. Um, so, yeah, I've worked with quite a few coaches. I've, I'm not going to say how much I've invested in myself over the past few years. It's like a scary number, but it's all worth it. <laughs> Same. Feels. <laughs> I honestly think investing in yourself is the most important investment. Like it's the most powerful investment you'll ever make. I would like give up my home to invest in myself if like I had to make that choice. (laughs) And I guess it's kind of like dating as well. You have to be the right fit and invest on what works for you. So I love that. So where can our listeners find you? So Instagram is definitely the best and easiest place to find me. So my Instagram handle is at it's Tara Swan, I-T-S, Tara Swan with a double N. Um, yeah, that's definitely the best place. That's my favorite platform for sure. Nice. And I'll link everything in your show notes because what you've got is a truly beautiful, beautiful program and classes and coaching that adds so much value. So please connect with Tara. You won't be sorry that you did. So thank you so much for today. I love and appreciate everything you're doing and who you are as a human being. And I, I think because I have been so many uh, podcasts, I feel very proud of the incredible and amazing woman you are. Oh, thank you so much. I'm right back at you. I've been so grateful to have like crossed paths with you. And yeah, I love and appreciate you too and all the work you're doing. It's beautiful. And I just love how unapologetic you are yourself through, <laughs> you know, just your whole stages and not prettying the bad moments up and being a true reflection of where you were at that time, where you are now. And it's just so relatable, so relatable. Well, that's the thing, right? And I think this is where people don't like social media so much because you end up comparing yourself to people, but everyone's putting up their highlights and what, you know, the good things that are happening in their lives. But the reason vulnerability and those challenging moments are relatable is because we all have them. Like no one's life is perfect. And I think when we can remember that, then we can like, we just, well, then we can stay, you know, calm and at peace and stop comparing ourselves. You know what, as well, the other thing I want to say, if like you're following an account on Instagram that makes you feel like shit, unfollow them. You know, if they're only putting up highlights and that doesn't make you feel good about yourself, unfollow them. Like we don't need to apologise for that. Yeah. I love that that, uh, mute feature as well where, you know, it might be someone that you don't want to unfollow because it really hurt their feelings and you have to see them in everyday life. You just put that mute on so it doesn't come up in your feed or your stories. You actually have to go click on them to to view their stuff. So I love that too. So good. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And yeah, definitely connect with Tara. You won't regret it. So thank you. Thank you so much.